Jen, you want to make us? We are live. Okay, here we go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Jess and Allison show with no name. We're already on episode 20. Amazingly. Today, we do not have Jess and Allison. We have Allison and Becca. This, this, is, um, this is my very good uh, fellow coach friend, Becca, and she is the special guest today. Jess had something that she had to um, she had to do this morning, unfortunately, and could not be here. So I decided let's bring in um, let's bring in one of my favorite people and introduce her to all of you because I know that you will love her. And we've just got all kinds of stuff that we are always really good at talking about <laughs> that I think could be fun and useful for you guys. So say hi as you jump on. I don't know if anybody is joined. Yep, we have some people. Yay, awesome. So I want to give a chance for Becca to just do a little introduction so you can get to know her lovely self like I do. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks. So I'm Becca. And I mean, I could go into, you know, professional stuff first, but I think there's a couple of things you should know about me that are more, you know, practical. Like I love bacon and I love Obviously the most important glitter. Thing. Oh yeah. It's totally. <laughs> hi. Hi, Susan. Hi, Patty. Um, and I loathe glitter. Like glitter. If you've ever seen the meme that says glitter is the herpes of craft supplies. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't come up with that, but that's like, it's like a motto. I should have it on my wall when people enter my home. I absolutely hate glitter. So those are two things. One thing I love, one thing I hate. Um, but I'm a mom. I've got three kids. I have a 16-year-old, 15-year-old, and a 10-year-old. So our house is, it's fun. It's busy. We're in good times. Um, I've been married to my husband for 18 years, and I still like him. So that says something, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> Professional-wise, though, if you have interest in that, um, as she said, I'm her coach friend, so I'm also a life coach. And my niche and really where I get off and like absolutely love is helping female entrepreneurs like shift their energy so they can align with worthiness and confidence and pleasure and especially impact. So that's where I light up the most and where I find the most in helping other people thrive. I love it. I love it. So every time I like to, oh, yay, Jess is listening in. Hi, Jess. Jess, this is my friend, Becca. You get to meet her as well now. <laughs> yay. Um, Becca and I are, are local to each other, which is really fun because I have so many friends just all through the internet. And most of our audience, like uh, I've, I've become friends with all of you. None of you are local to me, so it's really fun to have to pe have people local. And this um, this is actually a pretty new friendship. We haven't known each other very long, but um, totally hit it off. So it's every time we get together, we are just able to just go on and on for hours about all yeah. the personal development, growth, and all yeah. the fun things. <laughs> it's, the it's the best. And we like look down at the clock. We're like, oh shoot. It's <laughs> hours. <laughs> so many hours go by. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to get like, let it be just open um, in mindset work and feelings work. Becca also does that. She's also really, really amazing at anything related to confidence and self-worth. And that is something that I think is just awesome to talk about all the time. I think it's one of the things that um, most of us struggle with. We kind of get to this. Um, I always like to say we we get to this stage in life where it's like we finally ma mature to a point of being like, oh, I get to actually choose my life and actually choose how I want to experience it. And that's a lot of it is then we start to realize that there's all these barriers that we kind of have had from our childhood. And so much of them so many of them are related to just this feeling of not enoughness and scarcity. And um, yeah. so many of our fears are related to that. So that's, that's one of the things that you are really, really awesome at. And you have your own kind of history and story behind that too. So I think it's a fun kind of conversation to go into. Um, also, so Susan asked, how did you guys get into being a life coach? That's a great question. How did, what's your story? Wow. So 
I mean, it could be a really quick story, but I'll try to, I'll, I'll give you like a, not a long version, but not a short version. Um, <laughs> I have always been passionate about empowering women, especially like without even trying, it's just in my nature. It's like, you know how sometimes you just do things without even, it's just like natural for you. So I've been doing that my whole life, but then, um, I went into ministry. And so I was actually a pastor for many years. And even in ministry, I started my counseling degree. I'm like, Oh, I, I love helping women. So obviously a counselor, that would be a great fit. And it just felt right. And I was already doing it in a sense. Mm -hmm. So I started that degree. And then I was like, I don't know, this isn't it because what I found myself most passionate about was finding people who were already in a growth track and empowering them to their next level versus there are some people who like therapists and counselors who are wired much more for really struggling trauma mode, like so much stuff. Like they're not at a place where they're even ready to take it to the next level. They just need full healing and that's it. Like that's all mm -hmm. they want to work with. And although I love, I love, um, encouraging women like that when it comes to like what I'm really good at, I could tell it was no, it's taking them from like, it's, it's present future versus like, let's deal a whole bunch with your past mm -hmm. present. So I didn't know what that meant though. It was just like, I just knew that was what I like to do. And I have loved personal development as you have for years. And so I've been reading and listening and doing all these things. And a couple of years ago, I started hearing about coaches, life coaches, all sorts of coaches. And I'm like, what is this? So really the initial pull for me was not like, let me be a coach. It was, I want to get coached. And so I started on that track and getting in coaching programs and all of the things. And as I did it, I'm like, oh my gosh what these people are doing, I love to do as well. Like this is, this like literally comes out of me without trying. I would do it for free. I do it for free. So I started looking into what it would be like to be, you know, to get into the coaching industry, which is not hard at all, which is fantastic. Um, and it was about a year, it was about 15 months ago, actually, that I launched into professional coaching and actually charging for services and doing like, you know, a whole offer and package stuff. And it has been the best time of my life. Like mm -hmm. I, I get up every day. I'm never like, oh, I don't want to do a job. <laughs> I, don't, I never feel that way. It lights me up. And that's, I think what is so beautiful about finding something that you are so passionate about, you would do it for free. That's when you know, you found your thing, whatever that is, whatever it is. And the problem is that what we see is people are like, oh, I know what I'm passionate about. A lot of people will know that some people don't, but some people know that already. Like, oh, I love to do this, but you can't make any money doing this. That's their first thing. <laughs> That's what everybody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, you can't do this. Listen, if, if if you're like that in your head, like you're listening to this and you're like, oh yeah, that's me. I know what I want to do. It's not coaching. It's something else. Let's say I could never make any money that you can monetize anything. It's about being creative and believing you can do it. That's what it comes down to. There was a lady in Hawaii who's like, I love surfing. I want to be like six figure income by teaching surfing lessons. Well, that in its own, she's like, that's not really going to get me there because lots of people give lessons. She's like, you know what? I'm really passionate about helping CEOs, helping people in like high up in their companies really make a better impact and be better in their leadership. I'm going to start offering surf lessons to those people and telling them how they're surfing and how they're like learning to surf and also screwing up surfing is directly correlated to their leadership skills. Oh my gosh. I love that. And she put that package together and now she's making six figures doing something she loves. Right. So, so it, cool. it's not about like, Oh, I can't monetize. It's about deciding I can, I will. And it's just about, okay, I'm open to whatever creative ideas come. And so, yeah, this was it for me. And it's only, it only keeps getting better. I love it. The openness that you're talking about. That's one of the things that I have. I'm, I'm just like trying to immerse myself in at all the, at all times, because I really, really learned that we've, we've become very like structured and stagnant on the way that we think about anything, like any possibilities, whether it's um, with work or just like relationships or just how we're going to do our life or anything like that. We always see it through these boxes of like industrialism or just what we're conditioned by. And it's not, it does not have to be that it really doesn't. And when you allow yourself to kind of have this openness and expectancy of like what might happen, what might be possible. It's 
crazy yeah. the kinds of things that will start to to come into your life, like just randomly. And then you'd be like, oh, let's research that little tangent. Oh, guess what? There's a whole thing. And it's funny. That's my kind of, that's my story with life coaching. Cause, um, I was a total therapy fanatic, <laughs> had therapy, was in it for years. Um, the first time that I, um, had any therapy experience was like this experiential retreat, which totally blew my mind wide open. Like it's the first time I learned about codependency and just like the whole layer of reality that actually creates what we're experiencing. Right. <laughs> so right. that was like, whoa, this is actually reality. So um I loved that and I I did it for years and um I've always had this entrepreneurial bent to me. And so my first um kind of way into or in the online entrepreneurial space was like, oh, I want to make some kind of a way for people to learn these fundamental concepts that I learned through therapy because they changed my life. Like, how can I teach other women? I, I also had, had like such a love for helping women realize like what's possible for them. So I was like, oh, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make like um, a program to teach them these fundamentals. And then um, my friend became a life coach and started to give me some coaching. And then I was like, Oh, there's a whole career actually of people already doing this. It was like, it was just magic, a magical fit. Yeah. So I've been doing it also for, yeah, I've probably been doing that past 15 months also. And mm -hmm. it's been mind blowing. It's been so much fun and so much also of like this continual up leveling of myself. Yes. That's, that's what's so cool about it. Yeah. 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 So. I can't decide what, what's the best part. I love seeing the life change in others, but then like you take yourself to this next level of, okay, now, I, I mean, you'll be saying stuff on a client call and I'm like, well, shit, I need to be more in my life. Not that I'm not doing any of it, but you know, it's like a, I have these revelations all the time of like, oh, that that's good. Like I need to really sit. So you're constantly challenged to grow. I'm constantly growing myself, but then also even in the teaching, because they say you learn best when you teach something, mm -hmm. that's the best way to learn it. So it's like, okay, I'm just like <laughs> a record of crazy growth right now. And it feels so great. Yeah, I know. I love it. I love it. That's a great question, Susan. Thanks for that. So what are, why don't we, um, what's a little bit of your history with just how you like, cause you were like, as a self-worthiness like queen now yeah. <laughs> what's what's a little bit of how that's developed and and what are some of the things that you teach your clients and how you you know how do you start to take those concepts because a lot of people are like okay I'm just supposed to believe that I, you know yeah. I have my worthiness yeah. is innate to me also if you didn't know that guys <laughs> your yeah. worthiness is innate to you um lots yeah. like it's just natural in our um in our conditioning, we, and, and we do it so subconsciously yes. where we place yeah. our worth outside of us. So it's like, yep. if I'm certain money in my bank account, or, um, you know, if my relationships look like this, or right. if I'm mm -hmm. this productive, it can be as simple as that. If mm -hmm. I'm productive in this way, then this is how I'm able to think of ourselves or myself. But, um, yeah. it's actually not that at all. Like you don't earn mm -hmm. your worth. It's just who you are. You are your worth. Yeah. Um, a lot of people, have a very hard time taking that from the head to the heart. So yeah. I'm curious if you have like some thoughts on that or kind of how it worked for you. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I definitely come from a background where it was like, I felt like the biggest loser. I mean, growing up, there was no verbal affirmation of worth, no encouragement. I was so thirsty just for someone to tell me, that I was valuable, that I was loved, that, um, I had, you know, a purpose, like that I had potential, all of those things. And I got none of it. And so obviously like I did all the things that most people do when they're like, okay, I'm desperate for worth. I'm desperate for like to feel loved. And I'm just, again, grasping, grasping at things, guys, sex, drugs, whatever it was like, show me, I fit in, show me that I matter, show me anything, you know? And so, um, I quickly got married at like 21, which is super young. And honestly, we barely knew each other. The fact that I'm telling you we're still married this much, this long, you know, later and that I still like him is straight up a miracle <laughs> because I barely knew the guy. Like he was gone most, he was in the Navy. So he's gone most of the time we were engaged, but I had kids right away. And so when you have kids, like you're forced into this, okay, 
I kind of knew whatever I had learned up to that point was effed up. Like everything I had, every bit of way I was raised was so messed up. I could not do that to my kids. I refused. So like, even in my home growing up as a kid, there was no physical affirmation. There was no like, Oh, I'm going to give you hugs all the time. None of it, none of it. So I just decided like, I'm radically changing this for my kids. But here's the thing, like, ultimately you can only give what you have, right? That's why I look back at my parents and I don't have bitterness toward them. You can't have, you can't give what you don't have. So they didn't have this, this acceptance of themselves. They didn't have this deep love for themselves. They didn't know their own worthiness. I don't even know what their childhood was like, but it wasn't ideal. And so obviously they couldn't give that to me. So it's like, okay, so here's the challenge. I want to give my kids something different, but at the same time, I'm still battling in my own way of who am I, how loved am I? So that's kind of what really launched me into personal development was like, no, there has to be a better way. There has to be more to this. And it's been a journey and I, you, you can heal and grow at the same time. That's, what's really beautiful. And I didn't have to be perfect for my kids, for them to receive love and like build relational equity with them. Um, but as I did, as I started seeing changes it only created more desire for more change in that same way. And it was like what you talked about with the boxes. It's like, we have this idea of what, you know, things should look like. And it's taking a fire to that and just blowing it up. Burn like, it all down. Up. <laughs> and then for myself, even in, as I said, I was in ministry. And for me, uh, there were a lot of positives in that experience of Christianity and then there were a lot of things that I've deconstructed from and basically said no to because they, again, they were like this box that it put, it put me in. And it's like, you are here and you serve a purpose only for this, only for that. Like there, there's so much there, but mm. it's honestly, it's been a complete journey. It's never been like a, one day I woke up, I'm like, look at me. I know I'm worthy. Like I, know, I got this. There are still days. I'm like, uh, what a, do I have what it takes to do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's going back into, because that's your autopilot brain. And you've also got the culture around you that lives in it. You've also got the energy of like whoever's in your home and what they're struggling with that that's kind of you're feeling into. So I guess what I'm trying to say is it all comes back to creating patterns and habits in your life, especially mindset, right? Yeah. That you can glean from and go back to. And when you start hearing yourself or hearing the thoughts or feeling the way, you can stop yourself almost like it's a red flag for you. And you're like, oh, okay, I'm feeling this. This is not necessarily true. Let me ask myself about this. Let me think more on this. Um, I think one of the one of the most basic but profound exercises that I have my clients do and that I do is called mirror work. And it's something that I saw um, speaker and author Lisa Nichols share. So it's definitely not my original thing. But basically what you do is this. You look in the mirror every day. Most of us do it, you know, where you're brushing your teeth. So some people are like, oh, I never look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, what? <laughs> I had clients tell me that, like, this is the first time I looked at myself. I'm like, but typically you're in the, in the you know bathroom brushing your teeth or whatever. So you're going to be in front of a mirror most of the time, at least once a day, twice, if you're doing what you're supposed to do with your teeth. Um, <laughs> so that's the best time to do it. Cause it'll remind you, you can even write it on with um, dry erase marker on it. And basically it's three statements. I added a fourth and I'll tell you what that one is too. But the first is um, you say your name, you always state your name. You look at yourself and you're talking to yourself and it's like, mm. okay, Rebecca, I forgive you for, and you don't have to come up with this ahead of time. You literally let whatever roll off your tongue, roll off your tongue, like just whatever's coming. I forgive you for not standing up for yourself. I forgive you for saying, yes, you'll help your neighbor when you know damn well, you don't want to help your neighbor. Am I allowed to pass on here? Oh, I, feel like, um, I, you know, whatever. It could be one thing you state, you could end up just rolling out five things you state. Okay. That's the first one. I forgive you, Rebecca. I forgive you. Say your name. I forgive you. Um, the second one is... <laughs> Uh, you say your name again, Rebecca. Um, I, that's not believing you. Um, now I'm going blank. Okay. This is the one I added. I give you permission to, I give oh, you permission to. And this is where it's, again, it's really important because we think that we don't need permission in life, right? It's like, oh, well, I, why would I say I need, I give myself permission to, I just do. Let me tell you something. A lot of things we won't do because we don't think we have permission and we think mm -hmm. we need permission from outside sources. Yeah. We need to give ourselves permission. So some of these could flow together. It could be like, Becca, I give you permission to say no when you want to say no. 
Mm-hmm. I give you permission to love yourself better. I give you permission to look in the mirror and love what you see, despite what you see. Like there's so many things that you can just have roll off your tongue with that. But a lot of it can be related to confidence, right? Like I give you permission to believe in your dreams, right? Mm -hmm. I give you permission. It's just really, it's digging deep and seeing like, what do I need? I feel like we've talked about this with the permission Mm -hmm. before. Mm -hmm. So much. Yeah. Yeah. And I love everything that you're saying. It's like a really great structure to think about because I think that, um, when I, before I even got into therapy or anything like that, I started getting into skincare and I think a lot of what it was, was this, it was this looking at myself in the mirror, like consciously looking for, um, you know, how I wanted to feel about myself, like that attention to myself. I never even looked at myself before. I truly, like, I I understand what your clients would say because I actually like never looked at myself ever. (laughs) I just never thought about it. But now it's, this is one of the things that I really consciously do too. It's like, um, it's, it's, it's one of the really tangible ways that you can start to have a conversation with yourself. yourself. So much of what, that, what we, we coach people on is, how to have a relationship with yourself. So you almost start with this, like, let me talk to me. So like, sometimes I'll even tell my clients, okay, I'm standing here. Like one persona of me is saying this. And then over <laughs> here, like the other uh, prefrontal cortex is going to talk back to that one. Right. But this is just a really tangible way to, to speak to yourself. I love that. Yeah. It's so important. And it's something that, like you said, most people don't do. And you just don't, you don't realize the value of it until like, you actually get into it and you start doing it daily Mm -hmm. because the first time you do it, I had clients say the first time I did it, I felt so awkward. Mm -hmm. Like, so I commit to you. Right. So Rebecca, I commit to you and it could be just for that day. Like I commit to treat you better. I commit to think better thoughts about you. I commit, but again, Mm -hmm. making it more personal is better, you know, making it especially about whatever's going on. So I commit to caring about what I put in my body. I commit to, it can be anything. It can be very practical. I commit to doing 15 minute blitzes. I do cleaning blitzes. So I know you guys are in like the clutter stuff. Like for me, blitzes are where it's at. Otherwise I'll lose my mind. I can't. And even for my kids. Yeah. But you know, like I commit to doing a 15 minute blitz today, or I commit to a 10 minute walk today. It can literally be anything, but the idea of looking at yourself and committing and permission and forgiving, you know what I mean? Like saying Mm. these things, on a regular basis, it starts changing and it, it actually starts creating that confidence of like, yes, mm-hmm. I'm in charge here. Mm-hmm. I am not running my life on autopilot anymore. I am taking the freaking wheel and I'm deciding where I'm going with this. I'm done listening to the lies from the past, the people around me who be spreading some bullshit. Like I'm done with it. I want to drive. I want to take this place, like take myself to the next level, whatever that looks like for people. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I love that. That's so good. I think that the thing that's I get really fascinated by um like just the the mechanics of why these things work. Yeah. And one of the things that I notice is like the the tangible like the physical the five senses that we're working with. So when we when we say things to ourselves in our mind, it's it's still different than when we actually speak it and then hear ourselves speaking it. Like there's something about that. It's like um, it can do the same thing for our nervous system and our internal settings as having someone else speak it. So if right. you're ever feeling like I just don't hear the things I need to hear from my significant other or from whoever's around me, like I'm not getting the things that I need. Like my, yeah. if you don't know your love languages, um, mm-hmm. find out your love languages. That's a really cool thing because when yes. you realize what your love languages are and you start to physically do them for you, like one of mine is words of affirmation. So saying things out loud, hearing myself, it does the same kinds of things for my body as getting it from someone else. Yeah. So I, I think about like all the five senses that are involved with that and like how it actually works neurologically with how it yeah. talks back to our own brain and actually starts to rewire those, those nerves, yeah. those nerve endings and things. In oh, absolutely. It's wild. Yeah. Right. And the yeah. truth is that we could hear positive affirmations from someone else over and over again. And it wouldn't be enough anyway. It's true. We're not. So perfect example is my husband. He has always said kind things to me. Oh, you're so beautiful. I love you. Like all of these kind words. And I know that other women have been in marriages where they hear nothing. Like my sister was in that. And 
it sucked because he was always saying like kind words and I knew he meant it. It wasn't a lie, right? This man was genuine. But until I decided that I was those things, mm -hmm. I couldn't receive them. You couldn't receive it. Because yeah. what matters is what you think about you, not what anyone else thinks. Those mm -hmm. are just like, you know, icing on top and it won't be icing on top. It'll feel like a freaking knife to you if you can't receive it. I had sent a text message to a friend recently and was just like saying all these kind words. And she's like, I honestly feel so awkward receiving this. I actually don't even know how to, like, to receive this. And that blew my mind. But like that, yeah. that the truth is that she needs to know it for herself. Right. And everything else is icing on the cake because it's nothing will shift until we decide like, no, this is it. I'm, I'm done listening to whatever has told me I need X, Y, Z to be in this, you know, lineup in order for me to believe this. Like that's, that's a lie. We've been, we bought into that shit. We have totally bought like, into it. Done. Yeah. It, yeah. Isn't it so funny how, how we're so fixated on this idea that it has to come from outside of us for us yeah. to be able to absorb it. But the, like, it's actually the total opposite. It does yeah. not actually matter if we get it from the outside yeah, because exactly. of that receiving capability. Yeah. Receiving is such a, um, this is a skill that uh, I, we should talk about this too, because yeah. I, I feel like um, it's one of those things that it's, it's not, it feels very abstract. And a lot of like, people don't even know this is a thing, yeah. <laughs> like what we're talking about right now. You yeah. may not even know this is a thing that you can't necessarily receive things from other people because you haven't accepted mm -hmm. it for yourself and receive yeah. it for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that? Oh, yeah. Oh, Ariella says we're so conditioned to look for validation. Yes. Yeah. And we 100%. always come up wanting. Yeah. Right. Like that's always. Too. And the receiving aspect that you're talking about. Oh, my gosh. Like this is something just in the past few months I've gotten really into, like this whole idea mm -hmm. too. of <laughs> radical receiving. And like, what does that look like? Because uh, ultimately we're like, ask, 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 I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this, you know, can I have this in my life? And I'm not talking about things. I'm talking about just like experiences, shifts yeah. in our, our feelings, whatever, <laughs> feelings. Yeah. And yeah. we're like, oh, I want this, but really like we're asking and then we're like this. Mm -hmm. Why am I not getting it? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares. Like, you know what I mean? But we're mm -hmm. like this because receiving is an act of surrender. It's, it's like, mm -hmm. yes, I believe I'm worthy of it. Yes. I've declared it's mine. Like, yes, it's coming. Yes. I'm fully supported. Right. Whether that's a higher power, God source, whatever people feel like even your higher self, whatever, it doesn't matter, but there's like this spiritual sense of support. Mm -hmm. outside of spiritual. You. That's so mm -hmm. important. And knowing like I can let go of this. We want, it's so funny. So there's, even though I do um, a lot of business style coaching, there's always relationships stuff wound up in that. Cause you can't, you can't separate the two. And mm -hmm. so, you know, people will be like, well, I want this relationship with so-and-so to change. And I'll be talking to my client about that. And I'm like, okay. Um, so what, you know, how are you feeling about that? Well, I just, I've done this and this and why I want, you know, I don't understand why the, and the, what I get to is, what we resist persists. And so like mm -hmm. we're sitting there and we're, we're upset about it. We're focused on the problem. We are focused on what is wrong and how we want it to change versus what it would feel like to believe that it's going to change. Like it's all going to take care of itself. I can just let go of this. I can receive mm -hmm. what I want. And it's, it's a letting go. It's the letting go. It's like we think that by the holding on the, well, that's a whole thing in itself. Like it we have this like white knuckling, like trying, yeah. clinging to, and then that that's how we will have. Yeah. But actually the having comes in this really open-handed kind of yeah. living. It's the art of allowing. That's what receiving. The art of allowing. That's beautiful. It's Laura. Like Laura just came in late today. So she's, she's a little lost. So hi, Laura. Today is the, the Rebecca and Allison show. <laughs> we have a special guest, my, my very good friend Becca, um, on today because Jess wasn't able to make it today. Um, so we're talking about, um, well, right now we're in the topic of receiving. We're talking about um, our how we embody our own understanding of worthiness and our relationship with ourselves, and how that changes our experiences in life. Um, and the concept of receiving is a probably a new concept to a lot of people. So it's it's what we've just been talking about right here is 
it's a, it's like a state of being, right? Yeah. It's like a way that we're being in our body. I'll, I'll notice this all the time where I'll have this, like, um, the control is physical. It's like tension in my body. Yeah. And it's, and what's happening in my mind is always like, I'm trying to make all the stories line up and work and give me the endings that I want. And I'm sitting here in this like, ah. Yep. Well, and the, what you just said about the trying to, this is where, this is, this is what happens. We are like, and you could be talking about anything, wanting more money, wanting change in your personal habits, wanting change in your relationship, whatever it is, it's a desire. Let's just call it a desire. You have a desire for something tangible, non-tangible, whatever. Right. And that desire, instead of being like, you know what? I have this desire. It's meant for me. I'm just going to trust that it's coming. Like I'm going to take action inspired or, or, you know, like obvious action that I need to take or inspired action. But overall, besides that, my mindset, my body, my, what you said, you, you just like have this sense of like, it's all good. Right. Mm -hmm. Typically that's not what we're doing with desires. No, it's not <laughs> on those desires. And we're like, why hasn't it come? Why hasn't it come? Where's it going to come? When's it going to be? Why hasn't this changed? What? And we are yeah. so fixated on the lack mm -hmm. of the manifestation of that desire. We're creating more of that. Yeah. That's such a big thing that, um, I've heard people call this frequencies. Yes. Like, um, like the way in which we, I, I've never been super good at describing frequencies because I'm much better about like talking about how I am in my body. Sure. Do you have a, have you heard this described this yeah. way before? Frequency, vibration, and Sally asked about transcript. It's a podcast, right? So can you, I don't know if there's a. There's probably, a, I, I think there's, there's a way, a way to, to like yeah. get transcripts of anything. I think yeah. so. We could try. Um, so with frequency, frequency, vibration, everything is vibration. Everything's vibrating, right? You even speak over water and you can see the movement, right? Like wow. vibration. We are all at a cellular level at a deep microscopic level vibrating. So when you're talking about frequency, what that means is the, um, the speed almost of vibration. So, but frequency at its lowest is going to be things like despair, right? Some of the lowest frequencies are like despair, discouragement. Like when you're, if you're suicidal, right? The thoughts of like hopelessness, like all of those things. Anger is a lower frequency, you know, sadness, but it goes up. Some of those that seem kind of harsh, like they're still higher than like maybe the despair is for instance, but then you get up to, you know, um, excitement, joy, love, peace, like all of those are higher frequencies. So your body is literally like vibrating at higher or lower frequencies based on your emotions. And here's what's crazy as a side note, uh, I love it. this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. <laughs> well, sort of does, is that, um, I learned this years ago, your body at like, let's say you're in absolute joy, like really you just embodying like so much joy. It's like a hundred and they've measured. It. It's like 188 megahertz or something. Oh my gosh. And a cold, don't quote me on this, but it's something like this, a cold, if you get a cold, like, so sickness, cause it's not just right. Emotional and physical. It's mm -hmm. all tied together is like, at uh, I want to say like 62 megahertz when you're, when your frequency gets down that low, you can get a cold cancers at 52. So oh Here's the thing, and it's not to freak anybody out, but the point is, it's again, which we all have seen this evidence of this tied to it is your physical, like your emotional state has a massive impact on your physical state. That's mm -hmm. why they say like stress causes the most heart attacks, right? Mm -hmm. And it all goes back to frequency. So it all goes mm -hmm. back to like our vibration. So that's why if you're like, okay, I have so much health, I want to embody mental health, physical health, emotional health, all of those things. Start with the emotional health mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because one, you're overloading yourself. Otherwise you're going to feel like I can't do this. I'm trying to think properly. I'm trying to feel properly. <laughs> yes. properly. I'm going to lose my shit on everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it's not sustainable and it doesn't feel good. So stop with all the craziness and go back to like, okay, how can I embody more emotional health? Well, here's an easy trick. Ask yourself on a daily basis, whatever task you're doing, whatever work you're doing, whatever things you have to do. I hate that phrase. Me too. To do, I'm alive. Hallelujah. Um, ask yourself, how can I add five percent more pleasure to this? And when I say the word pleasure, I'm talking about any of your five senses. Mm -hmm. Maybe pleasure for you is. Uh, let me tell you what it is for me. I have an electric blanket. I'm cold all the time, and we live in Ohio, so it's like 
it's winter here already. Yeah. So um, I love my electric blanket for two purposes. It makes me feel super warm and cozy and then it's super soft, right? Mm -hmm. so that is a 5% more pleasure thing that if I am like, okay, I need to type some stuff up, do some content work. What's 5% more pleasure I can add to this? Put my electric blanket on, maybe sit in my bed and do it. Right? I do this with fuzzy socks. Yes. As soon as I put on, because I have hardwood floors, as soon as I put on fuzzy socks, I'm like, oh my gosh, the world is right. Right. <laughs> you can be having like a hot cup of coffee. Uh -huh. It can be like, I asked one of my clients because he really wanted to read this book that's for money mindset. And I'm like, okay, what's keeping you blocked on reading the book? You know, like you said, you're going to do it and you haven't been doing it. What's, what's getting in the way. And he's like, I don't know. It just like, I just feel like I know it's probably going to be good, but I just don't want it. I'm like, okay, how can you add 5% more pleasure to that experience of reading? And he's like, maybe if I go get a carton of ice cream and eat it, I'm like, done. <laughs> you read the book. I mean, Seriously, because it is so much more important when we're starting out on our health journey of life in general, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, all the things, it would be better for you to start with emotional health. It mm -hmm. just would. Because when you feel better, you do better. When you mm -hmm. feel better, you can operate and think clearer. When you feel better, you have more energy to do things that maybe you didn't want to do before. Like everything shifts when it comes down to the feelings. And that's what I love is like for years, you saw like, Feelings, emotions, eh. dude, they are baller. They are like they are everything. everything. Yeah. They are everything. <laughs> and and I and this is what I teach my my clients all the time. Like your feelings are actually producing anything that you do. Yes. So like you're either taking action out of this feeling of force and should and have to and yeah. and I'm supposed to and yes. you know whatever these icky like low fuel, like bad fuel type of emotions, or, yeah. or you can first focus on how do I want to feel yeah, and then see what kind of actions naturally flow out of that as a byproduct, because we are built for action. We're made like so many okay. people are like, Oh, well, if I feel good, then I'm not going to have like the motivation that I ought to have. And it's totally wrong. It's, it's like, it's actually, so I know yeah. it's actually the total opposite way of anything that works because we are built for work. Like yeah. we, we like work. Yes. We don't like work that feels like forced slave, like driving and right. like, like where we're just beating ourselves to yep. do something. Yep. Isn't it funny how we, I, I feel like at least I was taught or in this culture bubble of like, Grit and hustle, grit and hustle, grit and hustle. Oh, I hate that word. <laughs> I remember being, I was in an MLM years ago where it was like, okay, you need to be willing to work 60 to 80 hours a week, sacrifice mm. things, sacrifice things because you sacrifice now and then you can have things later. I bought into that. I'm like, yeah, me too. I could never keep up. I could never do it. I, I'm not wired. Like some people are wired. They actually can do it and they, you know what I mean? But like, Ultimately, I felt like a failure over and over and over again because I wasn't living into this. And I thought one way, right? This is the one way to do it. This is the only way. This is how people become millionaires. This is how you get successful. And it was like, this is, this is absolute <laughs> garbage. There has to be a better way. So uh -huh. it was only just a few years ago that I started learning like, oh, there's a whole different way. It's mm -hmm. called leaning into pleasure, leaning into your physical, your feminine energy. That's like, what feels good? What, how can I be nurturing to myself? Right. Mm -hmm. Like how, how can I start believing, allowing, receiving? How can I incorporate all of that and experience mm -hmm. success? And this does not mean it's void of action, but the action sustainable because it comes from a place of feeling good. Yeah. And that's so important. My action was never sustainable years ago because it came from, like you said, like this whip and chain, like beat mm -hmm. on my back, do it, do it, do it. Pressure, pressure, mm -hmm. pressure. It will not. And if it's sustainable for people, they will burn out. They will be miserable. Super fast. Stress mm -hmm. level. They're in fight and flight. Like, no, I mean that lowers. <laughs> yeah, then okay, you might be doing that, but you're also like doing something to your frequency and like tearing your body apart. That was one of the things that was crazy to me. Just even learning about like the way stress impacts our body is yes. crazy. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Lana says work smarter, not harder. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's so yeah. true. It's so true. And the smarter is okay. How can I add more joy? And here's the thing: if you guys have jobs that you absolutely loathe, and you're like, I don't even know how to bring a little more pleasure to this. Like, one, there are ways. First of all, but two, ask yourself why you're staying. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, what what is keeping you in there? I'm sure it will go back to at some degree a fear. Right? Fear mm -hmm. of not getting a job that pays this well. Fear of whatever, whatever the things are, and then start asking yourself, like, okay. 
this is what I believe based on my own evidence that my brain's racked up over however many years I've been alive. Is it possible that I don't have to actually believe this fear? Is it possible that there could be an alternative, right? Like, that's my favorite thing to ask myself. Yeah. Because because your your brain is is totally by default factory settings set up to wow. look to look at the at the the negative and what what are what are the worst things that so if you're sitting there being like what's going to happen in a bad way and I ask my brain this like yeah but what are all the terrible things that would happen if mm -hmm. I leave this job mm -hmm. or if I or do this or do that your brain's going to be like oh you want to know that here's a novel <laughs> let me give you all the ways it's going to go wrong and it's not by default going to look at the possibilities. Yeah. So this is how we start to train ourselves. Like this half, it's always going to give me. But there's this whole other like landscape of information that I could access if, but I have to purposely and intentionally look for it. So I have to ask mm. my brain things like, how, like what it, is it possible that the story might look different over here? Is it possible mm -hmm. that? Um, something amazing is is yeah. happening because of that happening like wow. it's just like an opposite questioning and it doesn't have yeah. to be like it doesn't have to be totally opposite so that your mind's like i don't like i'm gonna yeah. well your mind's gonna rebel anyway but it could just be like the possibility i ask myself Please. that a lot like how is it possible right. like that there's a small piece of this that could actually be wonderful and amazing and and all the the direction that i actually want yeah. and when you it's like that's kind of like the permission thing too like yes. asking your brain for mm -hmm. those tidbits of possibilities and then it starts to spark oh well maybe it could be this maybe we could yeah. do that maybe this maybe that and it's yeah <laughs> Well, and that's the dreaming state, the imagination yeah. state that most of us do not allow ourselves permission to go there. Mm -hmm. We do it as a child and then we get older and we're like, this is just the way the world works. Just mm -hmm. gotta do this, gotta do this. We're stuck here. We're doing it. And it's like, no, you're not. You are a creator by nature. You came into this life to create your life, mm -hmm. to actually experience your desires. So many people think like, oh, I have all these desires and they hang in front of me like a carrot mm -hmm. and that's all they're going to ever do. That's not what they're there for. They're there for you to actually have them. If you have the desire, it's because you were meant to experience it. Yes. It's just, but, but we're like, but how's that possible? And we get so caught up in the how that we mm -hmm. stay like this. The how's not possible. The how we is the white knuckle. We don't yeah. know it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because we treat the how as like something I'm supposed to like, grab at and strive for and yes. the trying to and the effort. Yeah. And, and we so need all the details and we need them now. We and, need yeah. gonna work and I need to, it needs to be fluid and needs to all work out perfectly. And I need to not be scared. What? <laughs> yes. Crazy. yes. Yes. Because brain doesn't want to feel any of the fear or negative feelings, yeah. but the oh, allowing. Yes. Because it's the, like, what if it went good? Right. What would I feel like if I was in a job that treated me well, or I was pursuing my dream career or like, let yourself go there with your emotions and start being like, what would change? What if I was making the same money, but doing something else? What if, and this is just in business, but like, it's so easy to get caught up in the how we never go to, what would it feel like? What would change in yes. my life? What would be different for me? And be like, oh, this is what I want. This is what I want. It's possible, period. And feel it in your body. Like you can actually, like in this envisioning state, you can actually say, okay, if I let myself go, then I let myself be in that place of these kinds of possibilities. What does that feel like in my body? And yeah. your body will respond. It'll be like, ooh, I love that. Yeah. So just come back to your body over and over yeah. and over because your brain's always going to have like, the, I like to think of it like the cloud. <laughs> Yeah, the cloud of my brain because it's never gone. Yeah, like sure. my my brain, especially the way that I'm wired, I am just constantly. I have a million things all the time, and it's always thinking, and I don't resist that, that anymore. I don't try to like categorize it and like store it nicely, tied up with a bow. <laughs> yeah, I used to. Yeah. I just kind of let it exist in this atmosphere, mm -hmm. and I just come back down to my body, and yeah. I get a lot more pure um, wisdom in yes. that like what what does my gut think what yeah. would i feel there yeah it's, it's well a lot better and i'm sure you heard this like years ago and even in oh my gosh even in like the christian church it's like you know guard your thoughts mm -hmm. <laughs> then you move on to like personal development it's like 
you, it's all about your thoughts. It's all about your thoughts. So then you start feeling like, oh my gosh, I have to make sure I'm not thinking anything negative or my life isn't good. And it's like, oh no, 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 no. This is work. No, no, no. And so what you're saying is perfect analogy of like, no, the thoughts can come and the thoughts can go. It's, you don't have to, it's not, guard's not the right word, but you don't have to be aware of all your thoughts. You can just let You don't have to control. Like we no. take our sense of control and we try to turn it into that. Like right. I'm going to control every little thing. And then it's just like crazy. That would be no, crazy. we have a way better system. It's called our emotions. Yeah. So let your thoughts be. And when your emotions start going way low and you're like, I don't like the way I feel, then check your thoughts. Yeah. Because then there's going to be a thought link to that emotion that started that, right? And you can kind of back up and be like, oh. I feel this way because my uh, kid was super disrespectful in the way they spoke to me. That made me feel shitty. And in that, I'm feeling that way because I feel like he is telling me I'm not valuable. I don't feel valued by him, which says I'm not valuable, which makes me mad. But that's not true. I am valuable. And him mm. trying to disrespect me because he's 15 year, years old. This is not a made up story. Um, <laughs> you know doesn't change the fact that I'm valuable. He's a 15, like it's what it is. Like he's projecting his own issues. When people are projecting disrespect and lack of value, they're projecting what's inside of them. Mm -hmm. It's not because it has nothing to do with you. It never has anything to do with you. It always has to do with that. <laughs> so it's it from the rooftops. <laughs> yeah. I feel yeah. good. Why do I feel down? Why do I feel? And if you, then you can tie it back to a thought and kind of dissect that. Cool. But besides that, like you're talking about, you don't, need to be, you don't need to worry about every single thought. You know what you need to think about? Adding 5% more pleasure. Yeah. Getting feeling good more. Like, oh, let me go do this. Oh, I'm going to take a bath. I never do. I give myself permission to take a bath. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I give myself permission to walk away from this clutter. I give myself permission to say no to it right now and take care of me. Do some mm -hmm. mindset work. Listen to a video that's encouraging. Whatever. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it is more important that we take the time for ourselves mirror work, journaling, whatever it is to really kind of get ourselves grounded and feeling good. And it can look different for different people, meditation, whatever. That is the most important thing. Not the clutter, not the kids, not the, I, that sounds bad. Like not your kids, leave them alone. If you got littles, obviously you have to get to them first. <laughs> Mine are a little older. So I can be like, Here we go. <laughs> but it really is. It's, it's the most important work on a daily basis is, and I hate the word work because it sounds hard, but really just finding what feels good when it comes to grounding yourself and really getting your mind in a, in a good place. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Oh my gosh. I feel like we've just like dropped so many things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so true. Yeah. It's lots when, of I, when I first started getting into feelings work, I really, I, I, I remember, I remember like before all of it, someone saying like, you know, one of my friends telling me to stay grounded as best I could. And I just remember being like, what does it mean? <laughs> how do you do that? <laughs> like yeah. how, right. But yeah. the feelings work, like one of the simplest things that I did at the very beginning, I don't know if this is useful for anybody, was to just even like have an awareness of what was what I was feeling. So I actually had a low energy word list and a high energy um, word list. It was like word banks because I love words and I'm such a yeah. word nerd. Yeah. So I was like, okay, if I'm not sitting here, like I just got out of a massage, why not? <laughs> Let's look at the low energy list. Which one do Wait. I match with right now? Like Wait. where... Where do I fit? Oh, I'm, I'm feeling this desperate pressure stuff. That was actually what I found a lot. Like all the time I felt like, um, I felt like this feeling of like desperation, like I'm reaching for something all the time. Like yeah. I, I have to get there and I, and I yeah. can't breathe until I get there. Oh, like that yeah. was such yeah. a common, common thing for me. Right. Um, and, and then I had a high energy word list and sometimes it's, it was really honestly as simple as being like, okay, I don't feel like feeling that desperate feeling right now. I don't entirely know what it's related to. Yeah. Um, I know that it's a really common thing for me. I feel like feeling open right now. Yes. It was on my high words list. And so I was like, okay, what would I need to think about to feel open right now? And, yeah. just, and, and it can sometimes simply be like, I'm going to choose how I want to feel in my body right now. Yes. I don't have to figure it all out. I don't have to know yes. all the connection points. I'm just going to say, 
I want to feel this over here because yeah. these are some of my favorite feelings. And when I just even reading those words, I would be like, oh, it's so delicious. I love it. Yes. Oh my gosh. You just hit on something so powerful. And it's this idea of giving ourselves permission to feel good without a reason. Mm, yeah. We live in a place where it's like, I don't have to have a reason to feel like garbage. I can just <laughs> be pissed off at the world, uh -huh. at the mailman, at yeah. everybody, right? Like you see that, even if it's not you and you're not living that, like we see that manifested in our lives everywhere. And so what we, what we do though, is we don't give ourselves permission to feel good for no reason. Right. We give ourselves permission, like I'm just having a bad day. I'm just, I just mm. feel like, mm. and everyone's like, oh, okay. Like that's normal. That's acceptable. Yeah. But how come we can't be like, I'm just having a great day. I'm just having a great day. No reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving yourself permission. Like, okay, I'm going to give myself permission to feel good for no reason. And on that, um, I love that list. Honestly, mm -hmm. if you can post that list for people in the Facebook. Oh, yeah. People, they probably appreciate it. Yeah. Here's the thing about the list too with like the negative. And I don't know if it, does it go up? Like as far as like, does it show you the lowest? No, I just had them just separated into the, okay, like, these gonna, are more Leonard. One then we could put in there. Cause it actually is yeah. like, it talks again about frequency, right? So it's the lowest vibration energy for emotions and it goes up to the highest. And my point with this is when you're talking about, okay, I do want to feel better, right? Somebody's saying like, okay, I'm here. I feel discouraged. I do want to feel better. But I don't even think I have the ability to get up here to the place of joy that I want to feel. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's okay. That's not the goal. The goal is to scoot up just one. Yes. So you go from feeling discouraged to feeling curious. Yes. Right? That is huge. I'm so glad you said this. Because that is a big thing that, that people, it's, again, I think it fits in with this permission. Like, yes. I'm, I'm supposed to just, like, do that. But giving yourself permission to just be, like, what if I just go from tense to like, okay, right. <laughs> what right. if I just like go that like to a, a neutral state? Yes. Because exactly. if you live in more of a neutral state, I mean, I literally live, lived most of my life. Well, I don't know. I, uh, so a big chunk, big chunk of my life was yeah. in this state of like um, fight or flight yeah. where my nervous system was, was just right. like on edge and alert and tense mm -hmm. and like, like, like I'm not breathing like so much of my life. So to then move to a point where I just, my general state was okay. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, that's like huge. That puts me in a position to be curious, to, yep. to try on some of these higher emotions. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's so powerful. And that's again, the feeling of like, how can I add 5% more pleasure? Well, it's not about a hundred percent. I'm not going from, it's, it's too tough. And we get too, we put too much pressure on ourselves, And then we feel like garbage. Cause we're not, I know I should be feeling this and try to feel this, but I can't, it's like, no, okay, no. How mm -hmm. about just move up one level, like one level? What would that look like? What would that feel like? That's so much more. And again, it, it creates less resistance and whatever the situation yes. is that's making us feel that way. Right. There's less energy toward it. Right. There's all of that. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's taking our hands and just starting to loosen them. Yeah. And slowly over time being like, okay. Like, yeah. 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 So good. <laughs> I love this. Anne says, I'm working on and learning to love this life transition. This, you know, that's, I'm glad you said that because all of the things that we've talked about, they're all just like tiny little transitions, yeah. tiny little expansions, tiny little yeah. practice things that we yeah. do. And that is like cumulatively, it ends up making your life so radically different right? really quickly. Like right. all of this is, is just take it at the smallest levels. Like even if this yeah. feels like, like a lot of stuff and even like if the possibilities of it all feels like, ah, that's so much, I don't even know how to start yeah. that. Just start with what am I feeling right now? Yeah. <laughs> and I label it yeah. and let's have, get like some awareness and just take the tiny little pieces. Yeah. Yep. And now that all three kids are gone and gone, focus on me and breathing. Yeah. Breathing. I mean, <laughs> and breathing. Really, that's what it is, too. We don't realize how much breath has such an impact on our nervous system. Like our parasympathetic nervous system can literally calm down, go from crazy to just completely at peace. And that's really what the whole um, you were talking about. I think you were talking about surrender, but like the allowing it's a it's just a peace. Like it's just a, like that's how, you know, your body kind of relaxes. Um, but just deep breaths, right? Just deep breaths of like, okay. 
And maybe that's the 5% pleasure. Mm-hmm. I'm like breathing up here and it's like shallow <laughs> in my chest. Okay. Take it from the diaphragm. Sometimes yeah. you sigh out loud, like literally, especially if no one's around, but who cares? I mean, I'm a stone cold weirdo and I just embrace it. So <laughs> my kids will come down. I'll be doing some yoga and I'm like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> like, listen, I don't know, but it's good for me. It feels right. It feels weird, but also right. <laughs> so good. That's so, no, that's so true. The, the permissions of that. Yeah. Like the permission to let your just, let yourself just like be in the whole embodiment of it and not caring. Like it's, I know that it's still like not caring what other people are thinking around you is, it's kind of one of the, you know, stages you have to get to, but you can start with the permission to just yeah, I'm just going to be weird for a minute. Yeah. I'm just going to be silly for a minute. Yeah. I'm just going to try it on and, yes. and and see if I die or not. Yes. <laughs> and then when I find out that I don't, I then, don't. then I can go yeah. a little bit farther. Yeah. yeah. And I think uh, a lot of us don't incorporate, um, when it comes to pleasure, like just dancing and singing enough. Oh and my those gosh, are yes. two things that are so powerful because you're moving, you're, you're like getting energy out. You don't have to know how to dance, right? Who freaking cares how you dance? But dancing to like whatever song you love or singing they've already um i've seen i saw a study recently that talked about with anxiety one of the things that really helps anxiety is to sing there's something i don't even understand it but something about your vocal cords that helps like release in a way singing not just talking like actually singing and it helps calm you and i'm like oh, oh well that's gosh. what i'm singing. i love singing. that's why i love singing yeah <laughs> that dancing. makes so much that's sense goes. yeah like, oh, oh dance God. right. See ya. We <laughs> yeah. See ya. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so good. I feel like all of this was really, really useful. So I so appreciate yes. you joining us today. So this is to be here. Thanks great. for asking me. Yeah. So glad that all of you guys got to meet my dear friend here. And I hope that you found it useful. I would love, um, I would love actually, if you guys had like nuggets of truth bombs that, that you catch as you watch the replay or anything like that, just type it in the comments. Um, that's useful for everybody. Um, and then we can, we can also know what really resonates. And also Jess and I never, (laughs) we always create the titles on the spot and you guys are always the ones that help us (laughs) create the titles. So um, I can never, I'm I, back at like every single time. I'm like, I don't create these on the spot. I'm just like, no good at it. My mind doesn't work on the spot. So if you have any brilliant ideas for a title, feel free to say it as well. I mean, but, the only thing that came to me immediately was 5% more pleasure. <laughs> oh yeah, we could do that. We um, could make, yeah, that would work. Yeah. 5% more pleasure. I love it. Yeah. That resonates with you. 5%. Too, yeah. Yeah. 5%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you have any other brilliant thoughts that you want to put. I always like to give you guys the chance to, to try to label the podcast. This is also going to be available in all the places where the podcasts are and on YouTube. So if you guys are there watching this or listening to it, do the things you're supposed to do, like, and subscribe. We love all of our audience. And thank you for being with us here today, guys. Absolutely. Wonderful to see you. So I am, um, we actually had a little bit of assistance in starting the show. So I think if both of us leave that it will end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was one more question. I need a life coach. How do I find? Well, both of us are life coaches. You could reach mm-hmm. out to e- either of us. We do like clarity type calls, meaning like you can get on a call with us and just see like, what are your needs? Does it fit? Does it something that you feel aligned with what we can offer to you? And, um, but it's really finding the right person for you. Right. Mm-hmm. So, a life coach is super important that you feel very aligned with their energy and they feel aligned with your energy. Like I've turned people down before, not because I was being a punk, but people who I was like, okay, they're probably in more of a state where they would need like a really helpful therapist, not, not a life coach at this time. Right. So if I, and, and Allison's the same way where people have integrity. So we're not going to be like, yeah, I'll just take you on as a client. It's like, Hey, is it a good fit for both mm-hmm. of us? So mm-hmm. you can reach out to either of us. Um, you can probably put that stuff in the, or, yeah. or just, you know, ask around too. And whatever feels good to you, whatever feels yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Give yourself permission yeah. <laughs> to look around and find resources and feel free to contact us, message us through Facebook, anything like that.
Anne's already grabbing her 5% from her amazing hot coffee. Yes, I'm about to go do that too. I'm about to go do that too. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for being here with us today. So happy to do this with you. This was great. And I think if we both leave, okay. it will end. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.